This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to the show. Ahead, we'll take a look at this week's Kubota CHL-NHL Top Prospects game out on the East Coast. 13 WHL players taking part. We'll have a recap. It was the long-awaited NHL debut for former two-time WHL Defenseman of the Year, Olin Zellweger with the Anaheim Ducks. We'll take you back to that special night. Portland Winterhawks defenseman Luca Cagnoni, the Tempo WHL Player of the Week. Eight points over four games. He'll stop by for a visit following that two-game battle in Prince George this past weekend. And it's outgoing WHL Commissioner Ron Robison, as you've never heard him before, shedding some light on his hockey background and why choosing the business route was a good option. He's in conversation with Regan Bartell later. First up. The Kubota CHL-NHL Top Prospects game went down Wednesday night in Moncton, New Brunswick in front of nearly 8,000 fans. The Western Hockey League was represented by 13 players identified by NHL Central Scouting as the highest-ranked skaters in the CHL heading into the 2024 NHL Draft. Tri-City Americans goaltender Lucas Mateka was solid in goal for Team Red in a 3-1 win. Mateka in his half of the game making 19 saves. For Seneca, sends it back up for Greenfield. Oh, and a glove save by Lucas Mateka. A little mustard on that, too, with the windmill stop. Kelowna Rockets forward T.J. Ginla was on the losing end of the 3-1 decision, but was named player of the game for Team White. Yeah, it was, it was obviously uh, would have been nice to get the win there, but it was a, it was a fun game. I thought it was really fast-paced and uh, tons of good players out there. No, uh, no weak links at all out there, so it was, uh, it was pretty cool to get out there with all the top guys in the, in the CHL, and yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. Again, was draft stock likely increasing based on his two-way performance and several chances. I knew a good amount, good amount of guys, and, and they're all nice. But at the same time, you know, you're competing against them, and they're going hard. Everyone's trying to make a name for themselves. So it's a fast-paced, hard, physical, good game for sure. He played on a line with fellow WHLers Tarek Parasak of the Prince George Cougars and Berkeley Catton of the Spokane Chiefs. Again, has history with Catton. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's a he's a good buddy of mine, and uh, obviously a really good player too. So it's uh, honor uh, and really fun anytime I can uh, be out there with him. Vancouver Giants defenseman Colton Roberts finished with two assists in the win for Team Red. The WHL's Corey Bukaskis spoke with Roberts after the game. Colton, I mean, how fun was that to play in that game? Well, it was awesome. Like, walking into the barn, like, warm-ups, awesome. I was so excited stepping on for the ice for the first time for a chef. It was an awesome experience. I loved it. How fun was it to, to get the win uh, with the group that you guys had? Obviously, so much better to win than lose. Like, I mean, you get in the dressing room, everybody's yelling, screaming, having a good time. Uh, we're all super excited. Two assists for you. Um, take me through some of your plays and how well you thought you played tonight. I thought I played pretty well. Um, guys were in their spots, playing well. I think our chemistry clicked really well, and those points just came with good passes, and I liked it. Good game. Regina Pats forward Tanner Howe also spoke with Corey Bukaskis afterwards. How was that? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, to uh, get to play in that game was uh, really special, and to, uh, to be done with it is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, a uh, fun game. Everybody's playing for their NHL draft stock. Did it feel a little bit like a playoff game at all? Yeah, it was a fast-paced uh, game. Everyone was kind of everyone was their best out there, so it was, uh, it was a tough game for sure. And yeah, I think uh, everyone tried their best. Your game specifically, how do you think you did, and uh, how do you think you did to improve your draft stock? Yeah, I thought I played pretty well. I thought I established my game out there, kind of threw the body around and kind of uh, tried to make some plays in the ozone. So, uh, yeah, I thought I, thought I played pretty well. 
still quite a few months away from the draft, but what are you looking to do for the rest of the season after a game like this to improve your draft stock even more? Yeah, just uh, play consistent, uh, bring my best every night, be competitive, and uh, yeah, just uh, be consistent throughout the year. Other WHL participants included Julius Mietnin of the Everett Silvertips, Adam Yeko of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Harrison Brunick of the Kamloops Blazers, Ollie Josephson from the Red Deer Rebels, Medicine at Tigers forward Andrew Basha, Carson Wetch and Carter Yakumchuk of the Calgary Hitmen, and Spokane Chiefs goaltender Dawson Cowan. From the drop of the puck to the Ed Chenault Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. We last saw Olin Zellweger in the WHL as a member of the Kamloops Blazers at the 2023 Memorial Cup presented by Kia. Zellweger. Here's Zellweger. He shows the score! The former member of the Kamloops Blazers and Everett Silvertips made his long-awaited NHL debut this week with the Anaheim Ducks. Mark, now Zellweger again. Quick wrist shot. Tip in front. Carrick! First NHL point for Olin Zellweger. Zellweger's assist on the Ducks' power play goal was his first point in the NHL. He logged nearly 14 minutes of ice in a 4-2 victory. That was great. You know, it was awesome to get the win. I was really excited there uh, in the first uh, few shifts. We're really good uh, out there. So, yeah, overall, it was a a great experience, a great game. Zellweger, named an American Hockey League All-Star earlier this month, the San Diego Gulls appreciated the pace of play. It was good. You know, I think the the pace is a little faster. There's a little less time, you know, out there with the puck on your stick. But overall, I think, you know, guys make a lot of uh, high-skill plays, and they're looking looking to hit you when you're uh, joining the rush and stuff like that as a defenseman. Zellweger was a two-time winner of the WHL Defenseman of the Year Award and claimed the CHL Award for Top Defenseman this past June. The Western Hockey League Player of the Week. What a big week for Luca Cagnoni of the Portland Winterhawks. The D-man is the Tempo WHL Player of the Week. All he did was put up a goal and seven assists in four games and uh, help his team get a split up in Prince George with a big showdown uh, atop the Western Conference. Joins us on the line uh, from Portland. And uh, Luca, first of all, uh, congratulations. I know these awards are nice little side uh, pieces, nice little side notes here on the season. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Definitely uh, kind of good to get under the belt. Let's talk about uh, Prince George. Shall we? Let's start there. Uh, that was billed as a, as a pretty big weekend, and it sounds like it was sort of handled almost like, like a mini playoff series. Take me back to the two-game setup against the Cougars. Yeah, it was for sure a, a big weekend for us there, and uh, happily we got the, the split. It's obviously a tough travel to get up there. and uh, But, you know, I thought we like played our game both games and, like got the the W in the second game, which is a great feeling for us. Now, what was the the intensity level? We we heard it was you know on both sides almost trying to maybe send a message. If you do somewhere down the road, meet them in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely kind of like setting a tone for what playoffs could be, and uh, you know like just two top teams kind of battling. Obviously, very close games. Goaltenders are playing great. So I mean, not many chances going each way, but just kind of whoever could bury the most that game. 
What's the vibe like in Portland right now? Uh, a team that is battling uh, atop the U.S. division. Everett's right there. They're on a big-time roll right now. Um, you, you make some some big moves uh, at the deadline, including Nate Danielson. So what's the vibe right now amongst the team? Yeah, I know. The team's doing really good right now. We've got a lot of energy coming into you know a pretty heavy like second-half schedule coming up here. But I think everyone's pretty excited. I mean, kind of think that playoffs is pretty far away but it's pretty close in our eyes and i think that's kind of what we're looking at right now and just trying to be in like first in the u.s division and stuff like that so that's kind of what's on our mind and obviously just trying to perfect our game to be the best that we could be as a team and you know picking up nate that's a huge pickup for us obviously everyone knows what he can do on the ice he's kind of showed like these past two games or three games that he's been with us since Kelowna. so it's uh it's really exciting to have him and you know it obviously just helps on our team like I know you, you lose a couple of players uh, in the transaction, which is tough to see teammates go. But uh, what was the reaction amongst the players? Maybe like on the team group chat and things when you know you, you find out you're adding Nate Danielson, and uh, that's sort of the message is like uh, let's let's try to go on a run this season. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's really tough losing guys that have been here for a while and stuff like that. But you know, you got to look at the bright side of they're getting another opportunity there and. And Nate's coming here with a huge opportunity to hopefully have a big playoff run with us. And since the beginning of the year, we knew we had a team that could, could go far in playoffs and make a run and stuff like that. And just adding him just really helps our confidence and, you know, just gives us like another more motivation to get there. Luca, also the addition of Tyson Jugnath from NCAA. There's like that Spider-Man meme, you know, when they're both looking at each other and they're pointing like you, me. Uh, maybe that's what you and Tyson Jugnath had when, when he showed up in his game. Yeah, I mean, we've we've known each other for a while now. We trained in the summer, like, on the ice and stuff. So, like, that's obviously another great pickup, just another offensive threat. So, you know, it's kind of nice just, like, having someone that kind of plays similar to me and stuff like that. You kind of just bond, like, just through that. And, you know, you challenge each other at practice and have fun in games and stuff like that. So, it's just great to have another, like, good, steady defenseman and can bring, like, a lot of offense to our team. Luca, do you remember your first words when you were drafted by the San Jose Sharks when you met with the media when you were a fourth-round selection, 123rd over? Do you, do you remember what you said? Uh, to be honest, I don't remember much from that day except for getting picked. It was a pretty <laughs> thrill day. <laughs> well, what you said was, this is the first time my name has been called in any draft. Uh, and I'm, I'm referencing the fact that you weren't drafted into the WHL. You were just a list pickup by the, by the Winterhawks. Uh, and you've yeah. made quite the name for yourself, right? So uh, take me through your journey from, you know, a, a guy that went under the radar and the prospects draft to NHL drafted and now being one of the top defensemen in the league. Yeah, I mean, it's it was a battle when I was younger, for sure, not hearing your name called into a league where, like, all your buddies are getting called, all the top players and stuff. So that kind of sucked. But, I mean, it kind of just put, like, a huge chip on my shoulder you know, like undersized guys like me, it, it is kind of harder to get to like this league and then obviously to the NHL and stuff like that. But uh, I've kind of been playing with that chip on my shoulder ever since. And, you know, obviously a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, like summers, even like just in the season, just trying to perfect my game. And, uh, you know, luckily enough, like Portland came to one of my games and saw me and then listed me that night. So, I mean, I obviously really lucked out with that and just coming to a great organization with like a Hall of Fame kind of coaching staff here, which is like, obviously awesome. I love the way that they play here. And, uh, you know, like last year I got to play in the top prospects game and that kind of like brought a lot of upside for me, you know, brought a lot of confidence to my game. And, you know, I just, after that, you go to like the draft and stuff, hopefully your name called. And, uh, luckily I did, which is, I'm super grateful for that, but it was uh, definitely a long journey to get there. And then, 
you know, just kind of coming into this year, you know, you got, got to get another step. And obviously everyone's kind of gets to the NHL and stuff like that. So, I mean, you got to, like, look forward there. But for right now, you know, I'm just looking to do this season and uh, just trying to develop my game so I can be so I can be good when I make that next step. Luke, is it true that you attended a Spokane Chiefs training camp or rookie camp? Yeah, I went to Spokane and Winnipeg's uh, hmm. training camp. So you mentioned chip on your shoulder. Um, I'm sure there was uh, maybe a bit of extra motivation when you played those teams too. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have the Spokane games on my calendar. You know, I just want to kind of show them what they miss. And then obviously with Wenatchee now, we get to play more, which is nice. So I kind of get to show them a little bit. All right. Well, uh, before we let you go here, set up your weekend. I believe it's three games and three nights ahead, right? Another busy one here for you ahead. Yeah, so uh, we're heading to Tri-City tomorrow and then play them. And then we head to Spokane and then we come back and we play Seattle. So, uh, you know, a little bit of travel there. But, uh, you know, three and threes are kind of fun. You know, you get to play different teams every night. And, uh, you know, it's just a battle. You gotta, you're, sometimes your leg don't feel that good on the third night, but you kind of just have to like, go through it and uh, just enjoy it. So okay. it'll be a fun weekend for sure. Okay, Luca, congratulations on your uh, Player of the Week award and uh, have a great weekend and a great rest of your season, okay? Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. You're listening to the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Outgoing WHL Commissioner Ron Robison is wrapping up his final season with the league after 24 years in the position. Hockey's been a labor of love for the commissioner. Regan Bartell has more. Outgoing Commissioner of the WHL Ron Robison joins us for a few minutes. The pride of Indian Head, Saskatchewan. We had a chance to talk in October just about the fact that this was your swan song, final year at the helm with the WHL as Commissioner. But I want to go back to how it all began. How did you become the Commissioner of the WHL? But Indian Head, Saskatchewan, that's where you were born and raised. And uh, what was it like uh, living in that Saskatchewan community? Well, I think as you know, Regan, the, these communities are wonderful communities from a sports standpoint. I was fortunate to grow in a, up in a great community, uh, uh, very active in, uh, you know, obviously hockey, baseball, football, you name it. We had every sport, and and it was a great environment to grow up in, quite frankly, and uh, I've enjoyed it and uh, still go back there uh, and uh, still maintain my strong connection to the community. Your grandfather, was he not the mayor of the, the small center? Yes, he was mayor, and not only mayor, but he was also commissioner of baseball for Canada if you can believe it, for the entire country in the, in the mid-1950s and was instrumental in bringing uh, players, uh, Negro baseball players from the southern United States to play in Saskatchewan and, uh, and they barnstormed throughout Saskatchewan and had a great senior baseball at that time. So uh, we're probably noted more of a baseball family than a hockey family uh, back in my community. You know, Ron, we always see you with a three-piece suit on. We think, okay, there's no athleticism in the commissioner. That is not true. I mean, growing up, as you said, you were involved in all types of sports. Was the aspiration as a young kid to become an NHL player someday? Did, I mean, that's the dream of many. Well, I think we all dream of that, of course. And uh, But I got a rude awakening. I went to Regina to try with the Pats when I was 15, and I had a guy by the name of Dennis Sobchak and yes. Clark Gillies and a few guys ahead of me. There was no real contest there. And then I <laughs> went to Saskatoon, and Bernie Federko happened to be in Saskatoon at the time. So I ended up playing junior and uh, and uh, and university hockey in Saskatoon and had uh, you know a real good uh, opportunity there. And, of course, then focused on my business career 
Twitter, which was really uh, taking sport administration and going down that channel. So ended up with Hockey Canada early on in the early 1980s, and uh, it's gone from there. Okay, you're not a big man. So what was it like, though, to play in a big man's game at the time, right? I mean, it was rough and tumble. How did you survive? Well, I got an early lesson on that because I started age 14 playing senior hockey in my community, and uh, we had a very good senior team and played provincially and so forth, and and uh, we were playing against 30, 40-year-olds. So at that point, you learn to survive, and I think everybody did at that time. Of the, uh, that time of the uh, game, it was, uh, it was a little primitive, but uh, we found our way through it. What position did you play? I was a center iceman okay. uh, for the most part. Played a little left wing, but mostly center, and uh, and uh, was a forward throughout my career. Yeah. Were you good though? I mean, come on, be honest here. I mean, you had some skill, obviously, because again, you're not a big man. Uh, you had the ability to score. Uh, outside of skating, I think I was I was not a bad puck player. I, I could I could skate well and and uh, and was fairly skilled and and uh, but I wasn't at that level to play in the Western Hockey League, which was my dream, obviously, to do that. And uh, but I did play a high level hockey and uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah, Ron Robinson again, outgoing commissioner of the WHL, joining us. And again, we're going on a bit of a different path here in, in discussions with him here. Just the fact that we want to know how he became the commissioner of the WHL, but also nice background just uh, to backtrack on exactly the fact that he was a pretty good hockey player in his day and. You attended the University of Saskatchewan. Is that something? When did you make the decision that you you should probably go to university and get a little smarter? <laughs> well, I really focused on hockey in the initial stages of my university career and, and then found out I wasn't going to really get to the level I wanted to in hockey, so I focused uh, uh, toward the latter years of my university uh, on uh, entering into the sport administration. And then I was very fortunate. I got an opportunity to coach with Dave King at the University of Saskatchewan, and through that uh, became introduced to Hockey Canada and then went directly to Ottawa, worked for a few years there before coming to Calgary and working with Dave on the national team program with Hockey Canada. So I was involved with Olympics, World Championships and for close to 20 years with Hockey Canada before joining the Western Hockey League in 2000. Did you ever play for the University of Saskatchewan Huskies, or do I have my story wrong here? Yes, I did play for the University of Saskatchewan Huskies, uh, played for the Humboldt Broncos, and also played for the Saskatoon Quakers, which represented Saskatchewan at the Canada Winter Games in 1975. So, uh, yeah, I I think I figured it out early enough that I was uh, probably not going to get any further in hockey and decided to focus on my business career, and and it's worked out extremely well for me. Yeah, Ron Robinson, again, outgoing commissioner of the WHL, joining us here. Okay, so when do you decide that you're with Hockey Canada, when do you decide, okay, you know what, this commissioner job with the WHL, it interests me. Uh, when, when did that come about? Well, I was uh, I was transitioning Hockey Canada, actually. I had formed my own company. I was focusing on representing them in the marketing, marketing side, but I always had a appeal to get back in the game. And when this opportunity came available, uh, I, uh, I actively pursued it, and uh, I uh, was fortunate enough to be selected, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I think in many ways it was coming back to my roots to be with all my strong connections throughout Western Canada, I think that helped. I think the fact that I had some hockey background to go along with the, uh, the strong business background that I had acquired through Hockey Canada, representing them for so many years on the business side, that I thought I was well prepared for, uh, for this type of position. But I've really enjoyed it here. Uh, can't say enough about the ownership and their commitment to our players, to our communities. Uh, um, it's uh, been an honor and a privilege, really, to be in this position for this long. Last question for you is Dan Neer is the new commissioner of the WHL. Tell me about Dan. What makes Dan, in your opinion, an ideal candidate to take over? Well, I've had the pleasure of having to work with uh, working with Dan for the last couple of weeks, and uh, he's enthusiastic. He's a very, uh, uh, I think, uh, uh, type of individual who's highly committed to this league because he's he's uh, he's had great experience. He's worked for the National Hockey League. He's worked for Adidas. Uh, 
He understands the business side of the game extremely well, and I think he'll be a tremendous asset to the league. And I know he's really anxious to get going and, and get out there and uh, meet people throughout the uh, throughout the league. And uh, uh, if his enthusiasm is any indication, uh, he'll be a great addition to our league. It's been really cool, Ron, to see you, I guess, evolve in your position as WHL commissioner because I saw you from day one until here we are today, essentially, as you, you ride off into the sunset. So, again, congratulations on retirement. Enjoy it. And... Uh, Kudos to you for the contribution you've made at the WHL. We're a whole lot better today than we were, you know, prior to you starting. Well, thanks very much for those comments. And again, thank you for your commitment to this league, too. Uh, radio broadcasting across the Western Hockey League has been such an integral part of what we're all about. And uh, it's people like you that really uh, keep this game uh, interested uh, you know, amongst our fans and, uh, and our communities. And uh, we really appreciate it. Hey, that's the show. I want to say big thanks to our guests as well as Corey Bukaskas with the WHL, Regan Bartell in Kelowna for their help this week. I'm John Keane. Hey, enjoy the weekend.